podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And point it out, wow! Kane goes for it! What a goal from Harry Kane! It's Lucas Moura! Oh, they did it! I cannot believe it! Stevie Wonder, Stevie Bergwijn, Romero scores for Tottenham Hotspur! Song goes on and scores! Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us for our first of many, many summer transfer window updates. We're joined by the brilliant Christoph Torreira, European football correspondent, who brings us all the insights into so far the summer transfer window for Tottenham Hotspur. Two over the line so far. So far. We're hoping many more are coming our way. If you're listening to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes or on Spotify. We are also across all major audio platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And I say we are back ahead of a crazy busy summer for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. And thank you so much already for joining us. Let's bring the man who's giving some insights for this evening. Christoph, lovely to have you on Last Word on Spurs officially. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm a bit tired of a busy season. I feel like those players who now have to play some uh, international games after watching loads of games. So, uh, yeah, and a transfer window coming on. So uh, it's going to be busy because not a lot has happened yet so far. You have a few big ones, but that already happened with Darwin Nunez, Liverpool, Chouameni, Toreal, Juve Bappe staying at... at uh, at, at PSG, but the big one still has to happen. Yeah, I forgot Haaland, of course, but that was already done and dusted uh, a few months ago. So, yeah, we're ready for big transfer window, as, as everybody expects. Yep. As fair as I think, uh, from Tottenham's perspective, to have two over the line already, and we're just early June, um, it's a good place to be. Many people are asking me, yeah, I've managed to, I say, sum myself for the next, well, last 10 days or so. I have to say, it's pretty much been childcare on location, so hence the lack of a town, which it would have been five or six years ago on a sunbed. But uh, thank you so much for all the love, all the support already from you joining us this evening. Already 250 of you plus watching us live. So thank you so much already for your incredible support for last one on Spurs. And we're hoping Christoph is going to bring us some insights into Tottenham Hotspur's summer transfer window. Now, just a quick shout out to our sponsors of the show, Beaver Town, of course. Uh, Beaver Town corner pin that's bang opposite the South Stand. They've been sponsoring the last one on Spurs across all oh, the period of the half the season or so. Um, they've been doing some great television down there in terms of the TV nights they've had for some of the Sky away games. So make sure you go and check those out. There'll be more to come next season. And we're looking forward to working with those guys across the summer with some content bringing you. So thank you so much for all your support there. Um, Christoph, I think it's fairly to say for Tottenham, although you said at the moment it's been fairly quiet, Spurs have already got a couple of signings over the line. One of Ivan Perisic and also coming in Fraser Forster. And what have you made so far of Spurs' summer transfer window? Well, it must have been a while that they uh, that they signed a player that early. I remember Garrett Bale joining uh, joining quite early in May, but it's already like 15 years ago, I think. I remember that, for, for instance, 10 years ago, the deal of Jan Vertonghen was all, already over the line before the season. He, he visited the last game of Spurs' uh, don't know who they played. Uh, even met uh, Harry Ratnap, who was still the manager, but was supposed to be uh, uh, replaced by uh, by Andre Villas Boas. So uh, it's not it's it's not like Spurs to do uh, a lot of early business. That's what I make of it. But it feels like they are going to go for a big summer and going to give Antonio Conte 
a few good signings because Antonio Conte always asked his uh, his board for new players. It's it's a pattern in his career. Uh, he always wants new players, new uh, to challenge the players he has, and he can use a few players. So I expect maybe four or five more players in. Maybe I'm uh, I'm. Uh, I'm too uh, too modest, and it will be six or seven. But Conte has asked for 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 a few uh, reinforcements for the squad because he thinks this squad can use a few more players. Interesting, Christoph. I think it's good to also get a bit of background on yourself. I mean, we've had you on last one on Spurs before, covering a lot of our Belgian contingent. And um, do you want to give us a bit of insight into your kind of day to day affiliation with football, and yeah, how you come involved when it comes to the summer transfer window and Obviously, beyond that. Well, yeah, basically, I'm 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 following all Belgian players around. Yeah, now Europe. A few years ago, they were all in the Premier League, all the top players. So yeah, I I watch a lot of games of football players, and of course, uh, as players are, are moving, up, I'm basically checking on their transfer movements. Like uh, every two days, like you have a few Belgians who will move clubs, like uh, not to mention Romelu Lukaku, who will uh, who wants to leave. Uh, uh, Chelsea and go back to Inter. You have Yuri Tielemans who uh, was just waiting for an offer from, from Arsenal, I think. So, uh, and yes, and you have Dries Mechters who has the end of the contract at Napoli. So I have a few open files uh, that I have to cover. So uh, that's my daily job and uh, I write a lot on, on their performances too. But transfers has become an important part of the job, even more since since social media has been there. I remember being able to break transfers of, of ten years ago in a newspaper. That's not possible anymore nowadays. When you have something, you have to drop it almost immediately on Twitter, on social media, or you get beaten by somebody else if you you have the scoop. So uh, it's a fierce competition. I must say, I enjoyed. Covering transfers more like uh, 15 years ago, to be fair, where just was doing phone calls and not having to check uh, hundreds of rumors that are not true because uh, that, that's uh, that that's the tough one nowadays. You get so many rumors definitely through through social media that you don't know what is true anymore. And I think for fans it must be even more frustrating or good to be linked to many big names and your club signs only smaller name and then you get frustrated too because some people have promised or some people have said we're in touch with the world's best players which often isn't the case yeah interesting and like i say i think christoph with tottenham as a football club it fills in with since paratici's come in that uh i mean we've heard the obviously the news that paratici likes to kind of get eight or nine deals in a line and then choose which ones he goes with which that obviously then means you've kind of got triple, multiple, the amount of speculation out there about the players Spurs could sign because of the nature of how he does line up the deals and eventually goes for the one he chooses. So even more so with Tottenham, you feel that um, as a club, you know, we are linked with so many players, so many names. And uh, just to save everybody uh, five and a half, six and a half hours tonight, we're not going to go through every single name Spurs have been linked with during the summer transfer window so far, but we'll go through the bulk and the majority of the names that we feel are appropriate to ask Christoph, purely because, yeah, at the moment, um, although it is fairly early, Spurs do seem to be making traction in the summer transfer window. Two over the line already as we speak, and it looks like hopefully there's more to come. Um, I think it's good to start with a player that looks like he may be following next for Spurs. And I think what we're going to do for the show tonight, specifically, we're going to do it in category from defence 
to attack. So let's start on the defenders, Christoph, and obviously that brings us very nicely on to Jed Spence, a player that Spurs, according to reports, um, they're in advanced negotiations for. Now, I think on Friday, um, there was a lot of hysteria that Spurs had already got the deal over the line, and we were then told to pretty much calm down. It wasn't as close. We saw sources from Middlesbrough outlets suggesting that you know the player being away on England duty still at the moment with the under-21s means it's not going to be as obviously quick as what many people would have anticipated. But what do you make of this one, Christoph, as a first? Do you think Jed Spence will become a Spurs player? Well, there's a good chance that he will become a Spurs player because, yeah, what everybody knows is that Bayatishi uh, even went to scout him in person uh, uh, this season. So he's one that ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, well, like it's, it's it's the one, like where you say, does he have the qualities to become an Antonio Conte player? I would say yes. He's, he's young in English, which which helps a club too if they want to bring a few foreign players in you need uh, enough English players too so I think that's one that might have been lined up where they ha- have already personal agreements uh, with the player in place but where they just have to uh, agree with the club and usually that happens uh, after an international period so just have to 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 have a few more days or weeks of uh, of patience for that one but I think from it, it in 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 a in a in a chat with the with 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 an agent, it came up that he's the one that they are looking at for for right back. That it's one of their preferred options. Maybe Paratici has has lined up two others that we don't know of yet, but he's one of the of the ones that they've lined up. At. Just scored an on goal, by the way, uh, for for England under twenty one. I see. So uh, yeah, he might be an ideal Spurs player. Let's say. <laughs> Probably not too far mistaken there, Christoph. <laughs> just as we're talking, an own goal goes in there. You couldn't make it up. Um, out of interest, Christoph, have you been surprised by Spurs' real lack of homegrown stars over the last three or four years? I mean, when I look back now for Tottenham, I think Spurs haven't really um, had a competent, I would say, fullback signed since Carl Walker. And when you consider how long ago that was, it's been a quite a significant amount of time for Tottenham. Listen, given hopefully Ryan Session will come good in time. Conte seems to be a big fan of him. Have you been surprised by Spurs' real lack of success in the homegrown market? It, 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 it's a difficult market. I think it's difficult to when you uh, when you want to to when you play for a Champions League ticket every single season, it gets diff- more difficult to get players through or to give players the time to develop. It was much easier when Spurs weren't chasing under Pochettino the first season but they weren't really yeah they were just chasing uh, Europa League uh, first damn Champions League but they were just growing as a club but now you're there you're expected to be top four every season you're not a challenger anymore yeah then it's more difficult to get those homegrown players to grow and maybe they made a few of uh, wrong choices Uh, some players uh, just have sometimes bad luck too, but it's 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 definitely difficult difficult market. Look at what Dele Alli did, for instance. He was very very promising when he when he came through. I remember watching him. It must have been like uh, the season uh, where they won. Was it five three against Chelsea at home on on New Year's Day or something like that? That was an amazing game where Dele Alli was fantastic and. You'd think that's the new big star, but then things happen in personal life. Uh, 
they've suddenly become stars and they their potential they don't fulfill the potential so it's very difficult sometimes to predict what, how personalities will react to success too and that's the same that's the risk you take with uh, with every move uh, how are they going to react to success or when they become good players are they going to make that next step and i think it's been difficult for spurs but yeah if you see what Kyle Walker's still been doing in uh, at Manchester City, yeah, they lost their player, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think for Spurs, I think we've been craving out to try and get that homegrown market back under, you know, some form of success because I think with Spurs, you know, as you say, since Kyle Walker, I mean, what we've had Joe Roden come in, Carl um, Walker Peters, one that we've let go. I think it's an argument that Spurs that, although now the managers they've got in the likes of Mourinho, Conte, there's an expectancy now to come in and be successful and win. And whether you've got the time then to be able to nurture, to train, to develop fullbacks is maybe an argument. But let's hope if Jed Spence is the man, um, Conte can work with him. I think we know next season there's going to be a huge amount of games with Tottenham. So I think the good thing for someone like Jed Spence is, Christoph, that you know he's going to come into a side where he's going to be guaranteed a good amount of football. Because I think under maybe potentially, you know, you know, different times at Tottenham, that may not have always been the case. Yeah, but definitely with, with Conte, who likes to... Uh, he likes to stick to his same eleven. to be fair. That's what he did at Inter too. Like, for instance, with Champions League, where yeah, you still have a league cup and uh, and FA Cup. I, I think it's still difficult for, for players to develop in those kind of teams. But if Conte believes in you... Then age doesn't matter. Look at, at what he's done with uh, gonna name, for instance, Bastoni at Inter. He wasn't always playing, but he slowly started to get his chance. So if you're good enough, uh, if you're good enough, then uh, then he will give you the chance. And yeah, you've Dorothy who's had his injuries, so there might be some chances for for, for Spence, and he just have to has to take them under under Conte. I remember when he was at Chelsea, for instance, in those League Cup games, like Charlie Musonda, who was at that time still a very skillful, young, promising player. He got the chance from Conte and he scored a few goals. And when he likes you in training session and you show the the right yeah, bravery, he likes very brave bravery. If you if you're brave, then he might give you the chance. So it's not the one that will say no against young players. It's it's often what, what's often used against Mourinho, but we can't forget that he has given a few youngsters a chance too. But once you're not getting results or you're not performing up to the best level. Those youngers are, youngsters are the first victims. That's what always happens when you when you're successful. You can bring them in quite easily, but you have to you have to be careful. So I'm not yeah. going to say he's going to play yet, but Conte is the one. If he believes in you, if you tick all his boxes, he will give you chances. Yep, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you mentioned a player there, um, Christoph Alessandro Bastoni. I think. Um, Spurs social media over the course of the last few weeks, it's been flooded by Bastoni um, in terms of, you know, there's a real desire amongst Spurs fans, me included, to see him join the club. Obviously, on Friday, we had an update from the agent to say, to say that the player will be staying at Inter Milan. Uh, agent on the screen, it says, what's your take on Inter Milan's finances? But uh, I just want to ask you, Christoph, you know, with an agent coming out of that saying he's staying, is that the end of it? Is that the end of the sentence? Or is there more to this soap opera? behind Alessandro Bastoni potentially still being a Tottenham player come the end of the summer transfer window. You're still hopeful that, that he will come. I remember Romelu Lukaku about a year ago saying that he would definitely stay at Inter. 
and then a month later uh, he was pushing for a move to Chelsea so it's never the end but if I was Inter I wouldn't sell Bastoni I would sell uh, a few of the other players of the older players like uh, Stefan de Vrij who's got one year left on his deal or Skriniar who's uh, who's in talks with, with PSG or PSG is looking at him, but they haven't made the final offer yet. So we'll have to see. But definitely uh, what I know is because of uh, knowledge of, of the Lukaku files, where they don't have a lot of money. They can't sign uh, Lukaku back permanently. They have to do a loan construction. Still to balance the book, they would need to uh, sell a few players like for 60 of. 80 million euros they are looking for. So they're looking to, just like last season when they sold uh, uh, Lukaku and, and Akimi, they will sa- sell one or two of their, their star players. But when you want to build for the future, you're not going to build your, uh, you're not going to sell your talented uh, Italian uh, central defender, I guess. Then you're going for the 28 or the 29 year old or the 30 year old. So it would surprise me that Inter would sell it, but I can understand why Spurs are looking at him and why Conte wants him. He, he, yeah, he's the most promising of of, of those uh, of those defenders uh, at Inter, and he's one of the yeah it, Italy's uh, best prospects. So that's why they probably looked at him. That's why they probably got in touch. But that would be will be a very difficult one to get over the line, definitely with 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 Inter to uh, if they sell one of the other defenders, then I don't think uh, they will uh, they will sell him. You know what's interesting about Bastoni is the fact that obviously it feels from what we've heard from other sources, you know, friends of the show, Alistair Gold, you know, Ali said that the, the fee isn't going to be a problem for Tottenham. It's going to be more about of convincing the player. And um, we've seen situations in the past where, for example, Spurs obviously signed. Uh, Emerson Royale under false pretenses where the player didn't necessarily want to come to Tottenham, wanted to play for Barcelona. Uh, they brought him in. Uh, how does that work in terms of that situation there, Christoph? where it feels like Inter's finances may dictate that situation and the player isn't that keen on a move? Well, look, at I always say uh, when a player's when a player doesn't want to come, is it a good thing to give a lot of money for a player? I always think if, if he doesn't want to come, you know, you simply don't sign him. It's uh, it's it's maybe what I'm not gonna 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 compare the game to to Lukaku, but he was very keen on staying at Inter. He was in love with Milano last year. Uh, still in love with Milano. He was in love. He loved the teammates, but suddenly a big offer comes in. Inter say we want to sell you. Uh, if we get a lot of money, he gets in the end gets convinced that Chelsea that he has unfinished business. He comes back and realizes after two months or three months that yeah, this isn't the place where I want to be. I love Milano more, and then he does an interview and it's it's a complete car crash. But yeah, if you need if a player needs convincing, then. As a, as if I was a manager or the technical director, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't take the huge risk to give a lot of money. Although for Bastoni, maybe you can make the exception because he's young. But if he needs to be convinced, convinced, yeah, then it's never a, a good sign that he will never work out well. Then he will be mentally never for the full hundred percent at your club. It can always change, but. Uh, 
players players need need to be happy uh, outside yeah. football too. So if he he loves Italy, if he can't uh, get away for a long time from his family, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. I I don't know Bastoni personally. I don't know his background either. So, uh, but that in my eyes, then you better concentrate on 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 other targets. But yeah, he's still a very promising guy, and Conte has worked with him. Conte knows him well, so. Yeah, let's see what happens. But I think uh, Inter first going to try and sell another player and another defender, and then yeah, maybe we will speak again end of August that they haven't sold one of their tw- uh, of their older defenders and that they still need to sell a player. Then it might be Bastoni. It's uh, it's what often happens with with clubs who are under pressure. So it will depend on the, on on other moves. But at the moment, I'm not. Convinced it will happen because because of what uh, uh, they are trying to do and offering players like Skinny are anywhere uh, at, at at different places. So we'll see, we'll see. But I think they will never close that file. That that's one that stays on on, on the desk uh, of Paratici till uh, when is it? When does I, I don't know when the when the transfer window is uh, slam shut this season. I don't know even the date. <laughs> to be fair, I think, I think it is first of September. I've yeah, first or second of September. But it always yeah. depends on the weekends. So yeah. uh, the first of December will be still there because <laughs> if you get the opportunity to sign a player like that, you will mm. do it and you will try everything to convince him. Yeah, interesting. Um, Right, conscious of time already. We're 20 minutes in, Christoph. We've not even finished the defenders yet, so I'm conscious of time. Um, obviously, other players that we've obviously mentioned for this, well, for, for defence, uh, Gleason Bremer, a player that we know actually into Milan, are apparently keen on as well. Um, anything about that one at the moment that we should keep an eye on at all? Christoph, it feels like the player is leaning towards a move to Inter, but Spurs' name still does not seem to go away. Yeah, it will. De- I think it will depend on on, on, on who Inter are selling to. Uh, I think is the first replacement for, for instance, Kenya. So mm. it's all connected. I saw him. He's been linked to a, to a lot of clubs. To be fair, Torino are open to to selling him, but it's. I feel that it's not Spurs' first option. That's uh, what I uh, Inter Inter have lined him up as their first option. Maybe it's Spurs' third. Option on the list because yeah, like Paratici, you, you know how clubs work. They draw. Up, I don't know if he does ten or five players uh, in his cell, but if he's one of the ten, I don't think he's the first one because I think if uh, they really want him, they can easily convince uh, Torino, and it would have already been there. Maybe it would have been done like like with Pirisic. Sorry, Christoph, I lost my connection there for just a second. That's absolutely fine. Um, another centre-back, if we move back on the centre-backs that have been mentioned, is uh, Josko Gavardiel. I hope I pronounced that right. He made 29 Bundesliga appearances last season, scoring twice, providing a couple of assists. Um, a player that apparently is on Spurs' preferred list of centre-backs, along with also Paul Torres. Um, thoughts on those couple of centre-backs at the moment? They both have been linked with a lot of clubs. I think his agent is trying to find them a new club. Uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I thought that a Guardiol, uh, yeah, it, Guardiol, Guardiol. Uh, I always uh, I always uh, think he's the ideal player for Manchester City just because of the name. Uh, but uh, the link with Guardiola, of course, is the Croatian Pep Guardiola. Basically, if you look at his name. Uh, 
But yeah, he's looking for a club. But I think him and Torres are just like uh, like like maybe not the first, second options of Spurs. They're looking at first at others, and they will see it's the one that they keep open and say if we can't get our target one or target two, we might come back to you. So, uh, but yeah, agents are trying to do the, their business, of course, by uh, offering them them everywhere. And it's a bit with transfer rumors; it happens a lot. And uh, an agent offers a player somewhere. Club says, "Okay, uh, we're gonna see." And that means that's no nowhere for an agent. That means there's interest. So uh, we'll have to see what happens with those two. But they're both. They're both uh, good defenders, so uh, it's like the yeah. The, if if you looked at some Champions League football or some uh, uh, Europa League football, you'll see that that those are like in the category two. I think not the first category, like not the top top defenders, like uh, if I name like who are available, like Skeniar, or it's category two. But yeah, for club. That's challenging for 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 Champions League places. You will, they will, might be easier ones to get than, for instance, a Skriniar will say, "I will only leave Inter Milan for a top top club like PSG, for instance." So then Guardiola and uh, Bautores are deals that are easier to do, I think. So there are ideal deals for later in the window when you can't get first or second targets. Okay, interesting. Just to finish up on defenders, wing backs, uh, Christoph, uh, Philip Kostic, a name that's also mentioned at the moment. Uh, Owen Vindel, I think I might hopefully I pronounced that right. Please tell me if I haven't pronounced that right. Um, a player that Spurs are reportedly in talks to sign from AZ Alkmaar. We've also had links to, oh God, uh, let's have a look, Peves Ustapinan from Villarreal and Ilya Zabani. Any of these names, Christoph, at the moment, worth keeping an eye on at the moment, Tottenham? Well, uh, I think Philip Kostic, I, I read like uh, a few days ago somewhere in Germany that he's, uh, he's now open to staying at, uh, at, 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 uh, at Eintracht Frankfurt. So I think uh, Spurs are used to get him a new deal. Uh, what <laughs> often happens, and some other players, they might, the, the other three, they might be on the scouting list. They might have uh, watched a few games of them. They might have been in touch with, with agents to check on the salary transfer status just to have an overview of, of, of what they want to do and then an agent who wants to get a move for a player yeah, just, just drops uh, the name of Spurs and say yeah if you're looking for a backup option uh, that might be that might be the names you're going for because yeah you still have uh, if I look at your defense you have uh, Romero who will always play because he's you know, your best defender. You have still Eric Dyer on the list, Sanchez, uh, Ben Davis, who can can play in the centre. They will definitely get a centre-back one or maybe two. And then you go for a big name that will definitely play and you will go for 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 backup option. And that might be one of those names if they need anyone. It will depend on budget spent too because uh, all is related how much your first first target costs, I think. And you there are a few other priorities in the Spurs squad too, so they need to spend the money on that too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know there was a name that was mentioned over the course of the weekend, Dynasty Adugi, Adogi. I don't know if I pronounced that right. <laughs> a name that you've heard at all, uh, Christoph, linked to Tottenham? 
No, that's the first uh, thing I hear about him. I even have to to Google the name. Uh, to be fair, no, I'm I'm, I'm joking. But it's the first time. I, it's it's not been mentioned to me. So, okay. uh, and I haven't read it in uh, in anywhere else. But yeah, it's a uh, it's an it's a player who plays in Italy, of course. So uh, yeah, all Italians are linked. So uh, because Absolutely. of because of Pagliacci. So. <laughs> It might happen. You never know. But uh, you, you're looking for something uh, right, left, uh, backup option or first option. So it's perfectly possible. But as yep. Perisic can play on that position, if you play wing back, he can play up front too. Yep. I don't think left is a priority priority anymore. Definitely, if somebody believes in Cessinho, you still have Rigirion. With if you sign another one, that you will have to get. Uh, an option for to, to to sell him or to loan him out. So uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of things to be done, and there will be several of those names being linked to Spurs yeah. over the next few weeks. Uh, so yeah, um, Adrian's asking the question. One name I did bring up, and we are going to move on after this um, to midfielders in relation to um, the AZ Outmar fullback. Again, I will probably butcher his name, Owen Weindow, I think it's pronounced. Is he a player that you know? In terms of his ability that we should be excited about, Christopher, or is it one at the moment, links-wise, we should be relatively calm on? To, to be fair, I haven't seen enough of football of uh, Asit, and uh, and I haven't watched a lot of Dutch football to 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 to, to give a good judgment on him. Uh, Asit, I've always uh, got an eye for for good players uh, over the last few years, so their scouting is good, but I can't really judge him because. I haven't seen him enough with my own eyes, and then I'd rather say, but I don't know, than uh, give an opinion that's not based on uh, on on anything. Yeah, no, it's a, he's, he's young and that he's given a lot of assists this season. But the Dutch league is also difficult to uh, to predict how good players will be. But it's quite open. It's an open league. Some uh, make it immediately. But for instance, if you want to sign a striker from uh, from the Dutch league, I, I I'm always cautious because yeah, you have the examples of uh, of, of Vincent Janssen, for instance. Yeah, you have yeah Luis Suarez who was scoring loads of goals too. But it's difficult to judge a player. Difficult to judge some players in the in the, in the Dutch league because it's so open. It's a really open league, so. Uh, but anyway, I'm not. Uh, I uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to judge him because I just don't know. To be fair. No, I appreciate that. I think many people appreciate your honesty as well. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, what we will do is we will go for our first break of the show for our listeners that are on audio. Phoenix Fifty One is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix Fifty One powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey for our watching audience on youtube there's over 600 700 of you plus watching us live across all of our platforms so thank you so much for all of your incredible support on a summer transfer in the update where we're in early june spurs have got two over the line and um listen hopefully more to come and um, christoph thank you so much again for your time this evening really appreciate it we want to steer the show 
towards a former Spurs player that I know many are excited potentially about a reunion under Antonio Conte. And that leads us nicely onto Christian Eriksen. Now, reports this week seem to indicate that he has decided to pursue a new challenge. Brentford potentially might not be an option for him in the upcoming season. What can you tell us about Christian Eriksen? Are you going to break our hearts? Is there a potential return to Tottenham on the cards, Christoph? As I was told by somebody, I don't know who told me that he wants to stay in London. So uh, that's a good thing for, for Spurs. I think that might be, yeah, that's the emotional connection, of course. Antonio Conte's work with him at Inter. Uh, everybody also knows that it was uh, difficult for Conte at the beginning to uh, to find a place for him in, in the squad. He struggled in the in the first months on the Conte, to be fair. And then he found a good solution in his squad. I don't think Eriksen is like the one where you say that's the that's the player they need now. Because you have Harry Kane who changed a bit his role and likes to drop deep. The zone where, where Ericsson likes to, to operate, but as Conte's brilliant manager, if he if he wants him, if they sign him, he will he will find a solution. But yeah, it will be emotionally and and towards the fans, I think it's a, definitely after what he's been through, like uh, like a beautiful statement. And Ericsson since he's uh, since he's made his comeback has been brilliant to be fair, also for Denmark. So yeah, he would add definite quality to the score and he knows uh, Spurs so it will be an emotional one but I don't think he's the he was a priority at uh, at uh, at the start of, of the window when they were looking at positions but if they can get him and if he says yes to them I don't think he uh, Spurs will say no uh, yeah it's it would, won't cost a lot either so uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's an easy easy transfer to do because uh, he's, uh, he's a free player now. so It, it feels like a no-brainer, Christoph, by the fact that obviously you know Spurs have had him before. They know his quality. There's a lot of those players in the squad. He knows how Conte wants him to play. He's playing the Conte system. He's won a league under Conte as well. The only thing that I think of with Christian is that he didn't leave the club in the best possible circumstances in the way that obviously he wanted that move to Inter. Do you think that's going to have any impact on this transfer? Or do you think with what's gone on in Ericsson's life and obviously how he's managed to bring himself back to playing football, that's to be admired. And maybe time has moved on now. The you know, water's settled under the bridge with Ericsson and the Spurs hierarchy. But different people, yeah. Daniel Levy is still on board. But that's uh, like uh, at, the, at, the, at the point where he didn't want to sign, there were, was an, another manager in charge. So... Uh, I think a lot has changed, and I think uh, people in football uh, forget quite quickly too. So uh, I won't say that his past, uh, like the way he left, that that will, will be a huge stumbling block uh, for them. So uh, if they if they want him back, because I haven't got a full full confirmation that they really want him back, but if uh, if he offers himself, if they can sign him, they will do it. Uh, Apart from what's happened like two years ago, nobody cares anymore. If you can get quality for free, basically, you do it. You do you do it. So, uh, um, yeah, they got still a little bit of money when he left for Inter, not a lot. But, 
yeah, Dave. Uh, I think I think it's an it's it's like you said before. It's a no brainer. I think yeah, if you can get. I mean, if he wants to come back, of course, and if he's in uh, full full fitness, uh, because yeah, you will have medicals. But yeah, anyway, they will know the risks. They know his uh, his medical past too, so they know everything about him. And yeah. character wise, he, he's he's he might not be the most open player towards media, but. All the players I've talked to uh, with that have played several years with him in dressing rooms uh, really appreciate appreciate him. He's really a nice, nice guy. So uh, I don't think anyone will will have a problem with him. And that meant as uh, some of them who, uh, who played with him, like uh, yeah, who are still in the courts of Spain, like the, the likes like Kane and Aldaya, they will welcome him with with open arms because yeah, it's just a good character. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Constant time, Christoph. Just going to throw some more central midfielders at you. Um, Lucas Paqueta, um, Leon midfielder linked with Tottenham and also a long-term player that feels linked with Tottenham since Bradford's arrival, Weston McKenney. Either one of those two, can you see joining the club this summer? I think like McKenney is the, like the, the, the profile that they would like, like, uh, like a player who can fill in all positions in midfield and central midfield, like or box to box, uh, promising. Perhaps she signed him for 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 Juve too, and the Juve want to get rid of him. That's that's quite uh, that's quite clear. That was already the case uh, in the in the January window when they tried to yeah to offer. I don't know where they offered him, but at that point, uh, Axel Witzel, uh, the Belgian international, was one of the options uh, for Juve. So that's how I know that they wanted to get rid of McKenny, but then he said, and the manager said, no, no, in the end, he's not leaving. But McKenny, yes, Paqueta, haven't uh, haven't heard anything of him. Uh, might, be, uh, might be that they're looking at him, but it's also, again, position-wise, McKenny fits the bill better, I think, uh, of a Conte system. So that makes more sense uh, than, uh, than Paqueta, for instance. Uh, we'll see yeah. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, uh, last Lyon midfielder that joined wasn't a huge success. I think uh, he didn't mm. make it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he played a bit, but it was frustrating. So, uh, yeah, let's see. But but Kenny, yes, fits the bill, ticks all contact boxes again. So uh, let's see if they can get it on the line. But Juventus are definitely looking for other midfielders too. So uh, yeah, if they get Pogba, for instance, there won't be yep. a, a place for for McKenny anymore. He will play less than he did last season. And when you see for, first, I was uh, I was not. Yeah, not that was not convinced, but when they signed last uh, in January, Betancourt and Kulusevski, you think, yeah, they signed two players or in and out of the team of Juventus, where you're not sure they weren't uh, guaranteed starters. You think, are they going to strengthen the squad? McKinney is the same in the same position, but if you see what, what impact that Betancourt and uh, and Kulusevski had on uh, on Spurs' uh, second half of the season. Yeah, maybe it's a no-brainer to say it's signing yeah. a Juve replacement, uh, a, a Juve sub. So yeah, okay, brilliant, uh, Christoph. I'm gonna just finish off on the midfielders. You know, Spurs. There's several at the moment that may may potentially leave the club this summer. We've got Steven Bergvine, who's openly admitted that he would like a move away from the club. We've got Tungyan Dombele's future is still up in the air. Giovanni Lo Celso, another Spurs player that you feel is going to probably end up moving on. Brian Hill. Um, listen. Talented Spanish winger, obviously uh, was out on loan at Valencia. Those guys I've mentioned there, the likes of Bergvine and Dombele, Hill, Lo Celso, 
Um, who's the closest to the exit door, would you say, at the moment, Christoph? I think Bergwijn is, uh, they already made an offer. So uh, Ajax already made an offer. So I think Bergwijn will be the one leaving and he's also pushing uh, for, for a move. I, I, uh, I remember just before the, the, the international game that they played against Belgium that he even mentioned that he wants to leave and it's time now. So I think he might be leaving. He, I think he will be the one leaving. Los Celso, uh, if you see how he played uh, in Spain last season, uh, in the last uh, second half of the season, you think that uh, that there might be a suitor to that. Yeah, we'll have to see construction how they do it. Will they do it with a with a new loan construction, or will they sell him permanently? But I think there's no place for him at Spurs anymore. So they will try to find solutions. Dombele is joining his own windows. I think uh, he's not, they don't want to back. They will find a solution again, if it's on loan or as a, uh, on a permanent uh, deal. And the same will maybe happen to, to Brian Hill if, uh, if uh, Conte is not up for him. Uh, Players that not, that Conte in the, in the past, it's it's the same pattern. Players that Conte doesn't really rate, yeah, he pushes them aside and barely gives them chances again. So they will have to find solution. And probably they will need a little bit of money too. For 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 uh, they have a, a, a good budget without uh, without sales, but they want to get rid of those guys at the wage bill, of course, and uh, get some money of the investment back too. So. Okay, fantastic. Um, right, let's discuss forwards. Uh, a player that is being heavily linked with a move to Tottenham, which I know is uh, really controversial at the moment. That is of Everton forward Richarlison. Um, I know people are very already interested to see what happens on that first day of training if he signs with Christian Romero, how those two get on the first training session. I know uh, we've obviously seen images of those guys clashing last season. Uh, what can you tell us at the moment, Christoph, on Spurs' pursuit of Richarlison? How real is that interest as things stand? There's definitely big contact with this uh, with his people. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's it's a funny one because yeah, I'm in a in a chat with a with a few Spurs fans, and when we were discussing a few months ago, yeah, I think it must have been half of April. Which uh, Everton player would you take? And I mentioned that if I was Spurs, I would take Richardson uh, as a sub. It's the only one that might offer something to, to Spurs. So that's why I still find it funny when it popped up. I said, oh, they've been uh, looking at our chats. Uh, but yeah, he, he can play all, all all three attacking positions. He would be a good backup for when Sonson injured, for instance, he can play deep. Uh, I, I see why they're looking at his profile. He's an international, of course, so we'll add uh, some international experience to it. As you're playing lots of games, you will need to rotate uh, your 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 front players a little bit. Uh, see what what Inter did, for instance, when they signed Alexis Sanchez. That's the type of player that that uh, that, that that Conte likes. So he would like one of those, like one who's at the same level of the three he has, or close to the level. And then Richarlison, if he doesn't cost too much, because uh, Everton will probably ask loads of money. Then, yeah, it's it's an ideal squad signing in in my eyes. Uh, he will he will make your bench stronger than you have now with uh, yeah Lucas Moura. He has his ups and his downs. He's has he's had his uh, he's ha- has done his things for Spurs. 
But if you uh, look at, for instance, Bergwijn, he's in the he, Charleston is an upgrade on, on Stephen Bergwijn, so uh, you don't have to doubt that one. So uh, it's 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 showing ambition to be fair. If you go for mm. those players, if you go for yeah the first choice uh, striker of uh, of a Premier League club, so uh, it's showing ambition. We'll see if they get that move done because it will be a difficult one also uh, because he earns good money there, but. I'm not excluding it that they will get him, and definitely there has been contact uh, with his entourage. So, but probably they won't be the the only one because I think Richarlison thinks he might be too good for playing relegation football as a Brazilian international. Yep. No. Listen, I think it's one. Obviously, we'll, we'll keep an eye on and see uh, other forwards linked to Tottenham so far this window. And we've seen the likes of Alan Alan San Maximan, uh, Marcus Rashford, Gabriel Jesus, even Raheem Sterling. Um, any of those names at the moment, Christoph, worth keeping an eye on for you in terms of alternative forwards to, obviously, we've mentioned Richarlison? Well, it's it's all the same type of players, to be fair, no? It's the same type of player. Mm. So yeah. it's it's all... Uh, but, yeah, Rashford and... Uh, Rashford, I think, and... Uh, he's not coming. That's, uh, that's the way you think, yeah. Maybe United were looking for a solution, but it's not the one that will say, yeah, I'm going to leave my boyhood club for, for, for Spurs. Sterling, I think, is hoping for to go somewhere on the free and hope that uh, next year and hope that a Spanish team might come in. Um, so, yeah, not really fond of those the other names being linked. Like Sam Maxima, I can understand. Maybe it's option three or option four. He had a good second half of the season, but yeah, as Newcastle have a lot of money nowadays, he might come expensive too. Uh, yeah, you might even be looking if I'm if if I'm looking at that category of players and there hasn't been any contact. But then you look, for instance, at Brighton and you say Leandro Trossard. That's the same type of player that can add something to to a squad. He's he's not been linked to Spurs. I think he might even extend his contract with, with Brighton. But you have a few of those players in the Premier League too. So. Uh, and then you don't have to look at the Man Cities or the Man United who will uh, never sell you those players cheaply or they will ask huge wages because they are on big wages and Spurs uh, uh, don't have the reputation to play the, uh, to pay the biggest wages to, to, to players. So uh, to players who haven't proven anything yet at the club. So uh, I think you might exclude them, but um, let's never say never in football, but I don't yep. see those ones happening at the moment. Okay. Do you think, Christoph, just to kind of finish up and summarise now, I mean, we're very early in to the summer transfer window, aren't we? We're, we're days in. I mean, there, there's going to probably be a lot of names that are going to be thrown at us that we haven't obviously encountered yet. I mean, how do you see the window panning out for Tottenham in general? Well, I think they 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 want to definitely at least uh, that there will be another four five yeah maybe even six signings, uh, but Spurs and even perhaps not known to be yeah directly on the front foot like what Man City and Liverpool have done for instance yeah that's not Spurs Spurs uh, were the under Daniel Levy were always the club of uh, the last days of August to be fair when they did the big deals. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's changed. Conte wants what, what Conte needs. Conte needs, wants most of his players at the start of preseason because uh, his system and his way of working uh, 
past four weeks of, of preseason. So the players that adapt the best to to a, to, to a season are the ones who have a full, uh, yeah, let's say three weeks of, of preseason with him. And uh, yeah, people might know from other shows that, yeah, I really like Conte as a manager. I, I remember uh, following Italy before uh, Euro 2016 when he was uh, yeah, still the Italy manager just before he, he joined Chelsea. I saw a few of, uh, of the training sessions and I saw all their their preparation games and they were already like they were playing uh, in Malta I still remember that game it was a hot day in Malta uh, against Scotland and there for instance Bonucci was trying out a long ball that they would use in the Belgian game in the game against Belgium, for instance, they score from a long ball from Bonucci, which they tried already several times in a game against Scotland, which was they played. I'm not going to say play similarly, but they were they played in a similar system at Belgium at, at the time, and he was already trying out things. And then you hear things from players how uh, Mito. Yeah, how do you say that? Not uh, how, is, yeah. yeah, how meticulous yeah. he is yeah. in video sessions, uh, in in tactics, how they train, and then and also food wise, uh, banning all uh, sweets and all things there, all sauces. Uh, then you get him at Chelsea. Then you get the stories stories of the Chelsea guys who really liked him as a coach with yeah. uh, playing eleven uh, against the ghost team, very tactically. It's it's unlike some English clubs, but Comte's, uh, I think, like a Comte, uh, the Comte method really works with players who are not yet stars, stars, because uh, like stars at Real Madrid, they will revolt against a, a Comte, uh, a Comte method. But uh, like at Spurs, uh, you don't have real stars. Your biggest, uh, your biggest star, not from the way he behaves, but from profile, you look at Harry Kane as a very docile guy who uh, just does everything for the manager. So, um, yeah, I think Conte next season will be even better than uh, than this season uh, if he's had a full preseason. He hasn't had a preseason in the second half of the season when they weren't having uh, uh, suddenly all those uh, European games anymore. Then you see that when Conte, yeah, you still had a tight schedule with 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 with, with matches uh, uh, getting getting cancelled or played later. But once Conte gets a time a full week with the players, he's at his best when they can tactically prepare everything. And that's why you now with playing Champions League, you need yeah. that preseason and you need those players in quite quickly because the Conte system. It's it's like Pep Guardiola always says uh, the Conte system. Is one that that's easily installed. Like uh, you need a few weeks in preseason, but you need them. And Pep, for instance, he says he needs more time, like uh, like uh, a few months, to get his methods to his players. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to to Spurs on the content. Definitely when he has also all the players, all the profiles that he wants, and he's a much demanding guy. Yeah, to be fair, uh, profile wise. Uh, so. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I think yeah, it will be difficult to beat the, the big ones, to beat uh, Man City and Liverpool. But uh, Conte can be uh, paying for those kind of clubs, as he already proven. So that was going to be my, my final question for you, Christoph. Where, where do you think Spurs under, under Conte having a full preseason with hopefully? I would imagine Christoph is a two-part question now. I mean, how many players do you think the club will look at bringing in? Up to pre-season, do you think that'll be key? Do you think a lot of Spurs' players and business will be done 
ahead of preseason? Conte wants that, so I think uh, the board and uh, Daniel Levy already know that that he wants them uh, quite quickly. Uh, they will. I think they must have uh, at least. You you need a few important. You will need like if they want a central defender, for instance. I think they need to have him in uh, in the first weeks of preseason because yeah, they play, they play an important role. Unless it's somebody who knows his system, of course, he will need yeah. less time to adapt. So, uh, but yeah, they uh, I think uh, two or three players might be before when Spurs will be starting, like most of the clubs somewhere beginning of July, I guess. Uh, yeah, you will need two or three players in. Otherwise, uh, they won't be ready, ready, ready. I think so. Uh, if it's one player at the end of preseason, it doesn't matter, one or two, but your four most, uh, your three, four most important players, you need them to get in before uh, half July, end of July, because uh, then you're starting again. So uh, yeah, that's what Comte will be demanding. Not sure they're going to gonna be able to meet his deadline, but that's knowing the past of the club, of course. Okay, and finally, Christoph. Sorry, I know someone asked their question about who you'd like to see Spurs sign, but at uh, constant time, uh, have you got a preference about who you'd like to see Spurs sign, Christoph? For you, do you have a preference of players, but you'd like to see Tottenham sign? Well, I I think some of of the names that have been linked are are, mm. are good. I would go for McKinney too, for instance. That's the one that yeah. fits the bill. So that's okay. the one they have to sign. But yeah, as I say, as I mentioned in this chat, I have to say Richarlison because I I yeah. said that to people in April. They have to sign Richarlison to upgrade their bench. But if I have to pick one player, and the one I read the most is just Bastoni, I think. Uh, okay. But that's the one they're probably not gonna get. Uh, so. Uh, like it's like the cards are now that they won't uh, be able to get. But let's uh, never say never. Yeah. Maybe by saying it now, we will change uh, fate. So, uh, oh man, fingers yeah. crossed. Finally, Christoph, where do you think under content? What what can Tottenham do next? What can Tottenham do next season for you? Finally, what what can they do? Can they mount a title challenge? Will it be again finishing the top four and finally getting a trophy over the line? What do you think? Well, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to 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 Conte in, in Champions League because he's always been struggling in the Champions League with oh, all yeah. of his clubs. So yeah. uh, he will have he will have a point to prove there too. But I think they have to go for third place. Conte always want to do better. Uh, maybe hope that Liverpool or City drop off a little bit uh, and challenge for second spot. But yeah, the Cups in uh, in England are so unpredictable. Uh, you can't really say it. Uh, Conte made it into the, the FA Cup final, I think, twice with Chelsea. Am I right? Yes, I think so. He lost the final when Courtois was still there and then the year after they... they, they, uh, they I know that was... That was already was that Conte? No, that was already said. He's won. I know he's won FA. FA obviously. Won uh, yeah, FA. he's won the anyway with Eden Hazard yep. uh, in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. penalties. So he has that reputation. So um, yes, he uh, he should at least take a FA Cup. I don't really care about Carabao Cup. <laughs> to be fair, it's a, it's a, it's a. But you have already won that half trophy, if uh, I may believe Jose Mourinho. So uh, exactly. <laughs> No, but yeah, you, you expect them to win a trophy, but it's a really mm. difficult one, definitely with uh, with uh, with the opponents. There was always yeah. Man City or Liverpool. There, yeah, you must say they are far ahead at the moment of everybody else. Uh, we'll see what uh, Man United will do under their new manager. See what Chelsea 
it's unsure what they're going to do. So uh, those five, um, yeah, we haven't mentioned Arsenal yet, but can't mention it on here, I think. So. No, yeah, not we don't, we don't talk, not mid not mid table teams that are quite far down now. Well, I should say we just pipped them, but yeah, no. Listen, it's uh, Christoph. Been an absolute pleasure. Finally, where can our listeners, viewers, where can they find you across social media? Well, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, on, under my just my name and an at HLN in England. Yeah, I can't change that that one anymore because that was my name be- before I moved to to to, to England. That. Then I was a brand uh, for, for my newspaper, so I'm a brand name, not my own name. But yeah, then uh, suddenly a lot of Belgians started leaving the Premier League and I started covering the, the guys in Italy, the guys in Spain at Madrid. So, But on Instagram, for instance, I don't post a lot of news on Instagram. So if they want to get the news, they just have to follow me on Twitter. If uh, they have want to follow me on Instagram, I sometimes uh, post pictures of things that are happening in my football uh, life uh, then they should go to Christoph underscore the, the Instagram don't do anything on Facebook anymore don't have a TikTok channel because I can't dance so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe work to do a TikTok channel just doing transfers maybe but, uh, yeah absolutely maybe the, the TikTok transfer dance or something like uh, <laughs> announce a transfer transfers in the most original way. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, Christoph, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us for a summer transfer window update. Yeah. Hopefully, Christoph will catch up with you across the summer and see how things are progressing with Tottenham. So there you go, guys. Our first update of the summer so far. Plenty more to come in last one on Spurs. Uh, we're back with you this Thursday for a midweek edition as the fixtures are coming out for the 2022-2023 Premier League season. Keep your eyes on that. Thank you so much as always for your incredible support for last one on Spurs. So for myself, Christoph, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.